Hey there, Crosswinds family and friends. Welcome to Crosswinds Unleashed. Each week, we're dedicated to bringing the best stories and biblical life principles from authentic believers. Our podcast breaks down the Christian life through interviews, and we hope practical instruction that's both fun and accessible. I'm Craig Cooper, the host of this podcast and lead pastor of Crosswinds Church. As I like to do every week, is just give a special shout out to Elijah Merrill, our producer. If you want to help us out, there's a few things you can do. You can follow us. You can rate us, especially if you're going to give us a good rating. You can review us, especially if you're going to give us a good review. And you can share this podcast with others. We know that you have much that you can do with your time, and so we thank you so much for, for giving us a little bit of it and allowing us to, to speak to you week after week after week. Well, I am excited. If you didn't catch last week's podcast, we looked at, we started talking about the humiliation and the exaltation of Jesus Christ, the fact that Jesus came to, to die on the cross, and last week being Good Friday, we talked about the the reality of God loving us so much that he he died for our sins on the cross. However, I left it with a cliffhanger. I said that Paul writes to the to the Corinthian church that he says if there were no resurrection, then we'd be fools really for for worshiping Christ. And so we're we're going to talk about the resurrection, which is um, one of the high points, if you will, in the Christian calendar. Of course, we celebrated, and you may be listening to this at a different time, but as this podcast is released, uh, we celebrated uh, Resurrection Sunday, uh, last Sunday. But before we jump into the topic, let me let me welcome back with us uh, two friends and colleagues of mine, um, Brian Soler. Thank you so much for being with us again. Oh, it's good to be here, and happy belated Easter. <laughs> and Betty Ryan, thank you so much for being here. Grateful to be here as well. Well, last week, I started uh, in part by reading a passage of Scripture. I want to read it for us again, just in case some haven't, haven't uh, heard the last podcast or, you know, it's been a week. And so Philippians 2, 5 through 11, and, and this is a, a key passage in Scripture. It talks about uh, what we, what theologians call the, the humiliation and exaltation of Jesus Christ. And so Philippians 2, 5 through 11, having this in mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself, uh, becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that in the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And so when we look at the cross, which we did last week, um, we understand that that's that's the lowest point. That's the lowest point. When we talk about the humiliation of Christ as being born, uh, living the life, um, being beaten, him dying on the cross is the lowest point of the humiliation, if you will, of our Lord but then Paul talks about the exaltation, and that starts with the resurrection. And of course, you know, the, the, the reality is, is that Jesus did die for our sins, but we don't worship a dead Savior. <laughs> we don't worship someone who's just died for us. We worship someone who is alive. And, and so I want to start with talking about Easter Sunday or, or Resurrection Sunday, better be, might be a better way of putting it. And, and Brian, I'm going to start with you. Like, what, what, what's your first, what's your first memory of Easter as a believer? 
this Resurrection Sunday as a believer, and you know, it may not be your actual first exposure to it as a believer, but your earliest recollection of it. Uh, yeah, that would have been when I was a teenager. Uh, last episode, I shared that I, you know, my family began coming to church when I was nine, and and so we were all kind of on this faith discovery journey together. And and so up until then, though, it was very like cultural based Easter, celebrating with baskets in the morning and dyed eggs and stuff like that. But then when I really heard, um, you know, and sorry, I I don't mean to get all you know uh, in the weeds here, but I had known about Jesus. But I didn't know the timelines. Things were murky sure. as far as all those events. So when it was, you know, revealed to me in clarity through the scriptures of what actually happened in those moments, and then when I had to make that decision for myself about what I believed to be true about Christ, and and I I gave my life to Him. I remember those first Easter's. You know, uh, it was so so much different. The central figure of my faith, you know, the one who I I said yes to and and said no to everything else. Um, this was all about the moment that he sacrificed himself for me. And uh, because of that, I now have life in him and I'm a new creation. I'm changed. And, and uh, you know, he's victorious over death and, and there's the promise of eternity. And so all these things were in like the head of a 12, 13 year old, you know. And so I, I don't exactly know all of those details, but I do remember it was, you know, it was fairly profound. You know, this thing that I've been celebrating for over a decade it was, was now different, had new meaning. That's powerful. Powerful. How about you, Betty? Yeah, I think, again, um, providing the new life. There didn't have to be a fear anymore. I mean, you could begin to walk forward knowing there was something more. Because otherwise, you know, whatever happened in your life, um, throughout your life, you felt like you needed to fix it. Or let me bring that personal. I felt like I needed to fix it. So I was in my 20s. I I shared that in, in the last episode when I was baptized. It was a little later for me. So I had already been in life, if you will, and had cre- some things that happened in my life that I would regret. But this gave me new hope, you know, and truly new life. And one of my favorite things is to be able to come to Easter services on a Sunday morning and watch other people begin that realization. Wow. You know, so when they finally, for the first time, whether the the Lord may have been prompting them for a long time, right? But then they finally, uh, something, some clarity happens in their life, and we have the opportunity to share that amazing experience with them and celebrate with them what God is doing. That is, that is amazing to me. I really enjoy that, that part of it. Yeah, you know, for me, I don't even know how old I was, but I remember we went to um, uh, a sunrise service, and it was on a lake. And uh, whoever was speaking, and I mean, I was little. I mean, it was definitely before middle school, um, but I'm not sure, again, how old I was. But I remember him talking about the new life we had in Christ and, and just and just picturing the sun rising, you know, and, and my mind just, you know, racing through just sort of this, this feeling of new, you know, this, this, this new beginning, you know, and and um, it, it's interesting when you think about it because even though our calendar's off, I mean, we don't need to get in that into this podcast, but but like uh, year zero is is not really when Christ was born. He was probably born like six years or so earlier than that. I'm sorry if I spoiled that for any of you out there, but but really, um, I mean, I guess I I guess that makes sense. But and, and and when we really look at the resurrection of Jesus Christ, in some way, that's when it that's should be year zero. Like that would make more sense. Like that—that's when the new life really happens. And and I alluded to the fact, you know, earlier when we opened up this podcast and as we closed last week, that Paul says 
look, if Christ isn't alive, if he didn't rise from the dead, then, then our, 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 our worship of him is foolish. And of course, because there's no hope. If he's not the resurrected, then there's no hope that we're going to be. But because he is and we identify with him, you know, just as we talked about the fact that he died for our sins, that he took our shame and our guilt, and it was it was it died with him on the cross. So our our guilt and shame died with him on the cross. We identify with him through that. We identify identify with Christ through his resurrection. Like we we have new life today. We have resurrection power within us, the very power of God within us, and and we have this amazing hope of eternity with him. And so I've had people say, well, look, even if even if Christianity isn't real, even if God's not real, um, living living the life of a Christian still makes me a better person. And I, for that, I want to say, well, good for you. But if none of this is real, I'm living for me. Uh, you know, I mean, it doesn't make sense to, then nothing's real. Our understanding of right and wrong isn't real. Our, everything begins to fall apart. But if Christ is who he says he is, and he's a risen Savior, a living Savior, that everything in Scripture, everything we read, everything we know about him, is immensely important, not just for our salvation, but the way we live every day. And so when I, when I remember that new life, I, when I came to Christ, I signed up for a new life. I got one, and, and, and now I'm growing in one. And so um, I, I, that's sort of leading to the next question. And Betty, I'll start with you. But as, as we look at Resurrection Sunday, what, what does that mean for you as a believer in this new life that Christ has given you in him? Yeah, I think um, in thinking about this question, I, I shared earlier that it it changes my perspective and my understanding and the way that I move forward. But I also think it's important to remember that this new life is an opportunity for me to be challenged and an opportunity for me to grow. It's also okay to make a mistake. The new life did not mean I'm now perfect uh, in in the sense of what we might consider perfect in the world. It meant that I have the opportunity to try and to go beyond what I think I have placed as limits upon myself, but be who God created me to be. Can you imagine the creator has given you uh, the character that you have and the personality that you have and the love and the joy and all of those things. And now when you begin to understand that he rose for you so that you could rise up in that, it's just, um, it's it's powerful. It's powerful to consider what um, what that means for, for my life and for the life of my kids and my grandkids. There is now hope in no matter the situation. And I'm not saying situations aren't tough because there are some very difficult um, things that happen out there, difficult things that have happened in my own life. Um, but when I have my Savior to lean on, uh, I know that uh, it can, he will be there with me, present with me, right? He's alive and he's risen. He is present with me through each and every scenario. Yeah, how about you, Brian? Um, yeah, just listening to you, Betty, I, I think I'll just build, or not build, I'll, I'll use it as a springboard. But I, I think it's important for our listeners just to remember that, you know, in Scripture we see Jesus coming to earth twice. And so at, at Christmas, that's the first time. And now we're living in, in really what we could describe as like the end days. And and it's this period of unknown time. It's been thousands of years. And and so, Betty, you said, you know, that there's just real evil. And we're, and we're seeing that in the world, you know, at, 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 as we're recording this, obviously. And and it's it's been true of history. Um, the enemy is trying, you know, he's in an all-out onslaught to, to try to get people's uh, 
attention away from the risen Christ because if he can do that, then he can, you know, he can steal, um, steal people away. Um, for me though, like, I think just the, the resurrected Christ, uh, new life in him, it's so countercultural. It's not a, it's not a faith that's about power and dominance and asserting yourself. It's, it's really this, you know, you serve and it's, it's, it's humble and it's kind and it's gentle and it's about self-control and it's all the things that he was that made him so good. And it's the way. And when we, and when I first started following that as a teenager, uh, I remember it, it just felt right. You know, it's like we're living right, righteous we're, for the first time. We're living the way we were created to live. And, and there's such freedom from that. And it's only possible because of Good Friday and because he walked out of that tomb and all of those things. And yeah, life's really hard and we're up against evil and there's free will and people make horrific decisions. Um, and yet in the midst of that, there's just this overwhelming hope and peace and, and I'll even say joy in the midst of that. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, you know, when I think of this, this new life we have in Christ, um, I'm amazed at the fact that when we receive Christ as Lord and Savior, our whole position changes. You know, we're, we're actually, I, you know, in reality, you know, I, I've had people say things like, and I see bumper stickers that say, you know, I'm a sinner saved by grace. And that's theologically incorrect. Um, we were a sinner saved by grace. Uh, no longer, you say, well, Craig, you're saying that you don't sin. No, I'm, that's not what I mean. Sinner is a classification. That, that's, that's a position. Uh, and before we came to Christ, we were, the scripture would use words like in Adam, sinner. Um, but once we come in Christ, the scripture changes our title, if you will, our position. We're now in Christ and we're actually called saints. And, and, and to me, that, that's, that speaks of a couple of things. Number one, it speaks to who I am in Christ, this new life. I am a saint. I'm no longer a sinner. And by the way, that does matter because how we, how we see ourselves, the Lord uses to help us head in the right trajectory. And so I like to say it this way. Who I am in Christ is also an aspiring reality. In other words, I, I am a saint, but in the power of Christ, I'm trying to be perfected and live like one. Not to earn anything, but because by the power of Christ, I can do so. I can become more. I, I can become that person, as Betty was talking about, that God has created me to be. And I can do that without guilt. You know, um, Paul's really clear in Romans, uh, Romans 8.1. He says, there's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. Condemnation speaks of punishment, fear of punishment. And if you're in Christ, there's no fear of punishment. Now, if you're not in Christ, uh, Brian talked about the second coming, there will be judgment. And for those who don't know Christ, will be judged by will be judged by not receiving Him. They'll be judged by their sin. For those of us who are in Christ, Jesus paid the price for our sin, and so when that judgment comes, there's like a paid in full. <laughs> it's paid for, um, and so we, I don't have to live in fear. You know, just as I couldn't earn anything to receive Christ as Lord and Savior, I couldn't earn salvation. I don't earn what we call sanctification either, and sanctification is simply meaning becoming like Christ in his love and his character, his purpose and priorities. You know, it's something that I get to do. It's not something I have to do. It's something I get to do as I grow in him. And so, as I say, it's if I feel like almost every week um, when I'm when I have the opportunity to, to to share the gospel on the weekend, you know, I know I'm not what I what I what I ought to be. Uh, but I'm, man, I just praise God. I'm not what I used to be, you know, and I'm a work in progress. And the resurrection gives me hope for a future with him in paradise, but it gives me a hope even in this fallen world 
that he's doing something in me and he can do something through me to encourage those around me. And so when, when we think about, you know, Resurrection Sunday and the resurrection of Christ and, 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 and just what it means to us, um, it's bigger than, than, than I understood uh, when I first started to understand it, right? I mean, it, it, the implications, and Betty, you were talking about in your life, your kids' life, your grandkids, implications are, 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 I think, beyond what we can really even wrap our minds around, that God really um, has so much in store for us if we would just go on journey with him. And, and I think the unfortunate reality is, is that we live in a day, and I, maybe it's always been like this, but I can only speak to the time in which I've lived, where there's people who have, quote-unquote, received Christ, but then they're not walking with him. And when I read the scriptures, I see that as uh, the scriptures say it's inconsistent, that, that it's not just acknowledging Christ of who he is and what he's done. It is walking with him, and that, not perfectly walking with him, but really trusting in him and allowing for his work to, to be accomplished in our in our life. And so when I when I come across Resurrection Sunday, which by the way, we should remember every day, I get it. But we gather as a church and and I love gathering as a church for that celebration. You know, one of the things I'm just reminded of is all the lives in that room of people who know him and Every day is a new day with him. Every day is a new opportunity with him. Every day is, is another day closer to where we get to spend eternity with him in paradise. And so it, it's just, it, it's, it's amazing, you know. And anyone who's on staff here and, you know, the whole church may not know, but my only, my only requirement of the team on, uh, on Easter Sunday is we sing Christ the Lord is risen today. Uh, that's the only one. Well, I mean, there's probably others. I've tried to get Brian to wear the bunny suit again, but he's he's refusing. But uh, by the way, amazing moment when you did. If you didn't see that, you you, you missed something. We'll have to get that on the yeah uh, yeah we yeah. should yeah. We, yeah that's true. We have it on video. I don't. He doesn't have to do it. We'll just show video every year. The the problem with that was it was a, a children's medium, and I'm six five, so yeah, it was it was, it was interesting. It was, tight. it was interesting. I will say that. But uh, but in all seriousness, you know, Chrysler's risen today. I, I just. It's just an amazing, amazing, amazing song, uh, and it, it just points out just this jubilant, uh, I don't know if I've ever even used that word before, this jubilant uh, uh, excitement uh, this, 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 this of the power of the resurrection. It's not just true in statement, it's true in actual experience. And, and to me, that's, that's just beyond words, beyond words. So as we sort of wrap up our time this week, and we're going to continue next week talking about sort of this this vertical momentum that that we we often stop at the resurrection and then look to Jesus returning, and yet He did something that we can actually call uh, maybe resurrection act two, and that is the ascension. Without the ascension, um, it would be a frustrating life for a believer. And if you're listening, going, "What do you mean by that?" You're going to have to listen next week. But as we wrap up this podcast, and, and Betty, I'll start with you. What would be your, as you look at the resurrection, as you look at Resurrection Sunday, however you want to take it, what would be your sort of final words for this podcast of, of a thought or encouragement for those who are listening? You know, a quote comes to mind, and, and it didn't come to mind until just, just a few seconds ago while you were speaking, and Tozer wrote um, in a book, and I don't know if this is original with him or not, but what he said is, what you believe about God is the most important thing about you. And how true that statement is because it determines your actions and how you will live your life and how you will end your life. 
And uh, I think that that is huge. And we have been given such an opportunity, a gift. We've been a gi- given a gift from God of this life. And uh, let's let's be serious about that and serious in a joyful way, right? Not serious in a condemning way, but serious in a way that um, with hope and opportunity. Uh, Craig, you kind of started off uh, reading a passage, and I, I was just thinking, you know, I, I work with middle and high school students, and, and two weeks ago we talked about, you know, the historical fact that the tomb was empty. And I think some people forget that, that, you know, a lot of our faith of what we believe is is rooted in historical fact. And so the tomb was empty, and so you really have to answer two questions. Was the stone rolled back by some bandits, and was his body stolen, or did the resurrection happen? And what you believe about that, the answer to that question uh, will change its tra- trajectory of your life. Trajectory. I think that's the first time I've used that word, Craig. We're using new <laughs> words all the time today. So <clears throat> my advice would be just to, and I, I think I contemplate that every single Easter, you know, I think about just the, the power of uh, without the resurrection, what am I doing? Nothing. Um, but because I believe in the power of the resurrection, because I believe it's historical fact, you know, it literally has changed everything for me. I've I've said no as best I can, and you alluded to this, Craig. You know, I, I falter all the time, but you know, no to my will, and and I'm trying daily to live to His will, to take up His life as my own life. And and when we do that, we're we're better friends, we're we're better husbands and wives, we're better parents, we're better coworkers, we're we're better everything because we're we're how God created us to be, and uh, He's kind of returning what was broken and lost into this reality of being found in Him and. And so that'd be my encouragement is just contemplate that question and and just think of the the realities of of what you answer to. Yeah, I mean, that's I couldn't say it any better. I mean, it's just what both of you are sharing is, is at the heart of the gospel. Uh, just the the reality that we can be in a personal relationship with our Creator God, uh, because uh, Jesus died for our sins. Sin, sin separated us from God, and, and that's the reality. And you know, a perfect God can't. Um, be in relationship with sin, and we were known as sinners, right? We were sinners, and and when Christ died for us, and He He took our shame and took our guilt. But those of us who receive Him as Lord and Savior, we're now made right before God and get to have this relationship with Him and and walk with Him, and we have this future hope, right, of paradise. And and so I I, I have conversations, and I, I've wrestled with this myself, you know, the evil in the world and all these things. And the fact that we know it's not right is an indicator that we were made for something different. And that's something different is going to happen when Jesus returns. But for today, I, I feel as a believer, I only, I only have two options. I can either look at the world as it is and allow it to sort of frustrate me and and take me to dark places and sometimes just not want to get out of bed, you know, because all the stuff around me is just so chaotic. Or I can go, today is a day that God can use me to bring light into the darkness. That 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 I don't have the ability to do what only God can do when Christ returns and that's vanquish evil forever. But I do have the opportunity to bring truth and to bring life and to bring love into situations all around me. And that's because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, because I have a new life in him. I have power in him. And we're going to talk about that a little more next week. Uh, we, we, we have power in him. And, and that power not only allows me to enjoy Christ forever, but allows me to live in such a way in words and deeds that hopefully those around me can as well. 
And so if you're listening to this podcast and if you've yet to receive Christ as Lord and Savior, I just want to encourage you to take that step. And if we can help you in any way, reach out to us. Uh, you can learn more about this podcast and you can learn about all things Crosswinds by going to crosswinds.church. You can actually go to our website at crosswinds.church and you can get what's called a yes box. And if you've made a decision for Christ and you're wondering what your next steps are, we will send you a yes box. Now, I'm doing this not knowing how many people may respond, but we don't care. We believe so much in what God wants to do in your life that we will send that yes box to you. All you need to do is is let us know who you are and, and where we're sending it to, and we'll make sure you have that. we have that yes box. If you're a part of our church family here in, our, in Canadegua, on our Canada Day with Campus, you're come on out and we can get you a yes box this coming weekend. Don't you know? Take that next step and and let us walk alongside you. And so uh, join us next week. Uh, we are going to look at what I'm going to call Act Two of the Resurrection. Uh, and if you're wondering what that is, join us next week. Uh, but for now, be blessed and bless others. Mm-hmm.